and Euro 16 podcast. My name is Matthew Marshall and I'm joined by Mike Barnes from Football España. Mike, how are you? I'm well, Matt. How are you? Matt, I'm very good. Let's talk oh. about Spain, Mike. They're, of course, mm-hmm. the, uh, the reigning champions. Also, 2008 and winning a World Cup in between there in 2010. They're coming off a disappointing World Cup where they couldn't get out of the group stage, Mike. Trashed by the Netherlands in the first game and mm. then losing to Chile. Let's talk about their squad first. Mike, what's your thoughts on the, on the squad? Anyone unlucky to miss out? Well, I think there's one or two players um, who will count themselves lucky to miss out. I think there's been a lot of talk about uh, Isco being left out, um, although he's not been a regular uh, fixture for Real Madrid. So I guess if you're not getting regular football for your club, then there's an issue there. But I think Juan Mata and Paco Alcacer, I think, can both count themselves lucky, unlucky. But I think the real surprise omission is uh, is Fernando Torres who um, has had a decent season for uh, Atletico Madrid and uh, I think uh, would have given Spain um, additional striking options um, you know which I think are probably quite limited but I think he's probably the, the real surprise omission Saul uh, Niguez as well for uh, Atletico but as Del Bosque has said uh, frequently, you know, it can't take everybody. There's a finite number of people, and uh, you know, he's a very experienced coach. Yeah, 65 years old now, Vicente Del Bosque, coming off a disappointing World Cup. Though I, I think I was saying after that World Cup, he should have stepped down or, or maybe been sacked. But he's given uh, given time to get the squad ready for this tournament. I've got to say, yeah. I thought Fernando Torres should have been selected as well ahead of probably just a straight swap for Adarids. I'm not sure I would have taken Lucas Vazquez, but I'm not sure who well, I would have taken in a wide attacking position in his place. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit surprised he's taking Vazquez as an attacking option. Um, I can understand why he might have seen him as a, as a squad player, but, you know, when he's got so few attacking options... I mean, I absolutely agree with taking uh, Adariz because I think you've got to take the players that are in form. Um, and Adariz, you know, regardless of his age, has had a, a great season for Athletic uh, Bilbao and it would have been madness not to not to take a man who's scoring goals. Yeah, it's a talented squad, no doubt, Mike. Going to be uh, going to be tough to beat in France. They breeze through relatively easily in Group C in qualification. Nine wins out of ten, just a one loss coming at uh, at Slovakia 2-1 Slovakia finishing uh, runners up in that group earning a spot in uh, in the tournament let's look at positives for this side Mark and I guess well you can't go past winning the last two tournaments and also the, uh, the yeah. World Cup in South Africa well, that's, that's that, going to be a positive heading into this tournament what Del Bosque is obviously hoping is that the 2014 World Cup in Brazil is a, is a blip rather than a than a downturn I mean you talked about the qualification they only conceded three goals in the whole in the whole of the ten games, and two of those were in that two-one defeat. The only the only time they dropped any points against Slovakia, so they really breezed through. Not not just scoring goals, but being watertight in defence. And I think that will be that will be the key in in France if they can you know if they can keep it tight at the back. Um, I think they stand a reasonable chance. And certainly talking to people here. Um, I think many people still see Spain at least getting to the semi-finals, and uh, you know I think that's probably a reasonable shout. Yeah, I think so, Mike. We'll talk about their route to the final in a, yeah. in a bit, but I think another positive for 
for Spain at the moment would have to be Nalito. Great season for Celta Vigo and has played very well in a couple of recent friendlies. And uh, he looks to play an important part for Spain here. Perhaps another um, slightly surprised package, um, really, isn't he? And again, he's a, he's a man in form. He's a real plus and I can... Uh, I can see him starting, uh, depending on the formation that he goes for in the, in, in the first game against the Czech Republic, I can see Nolito starting. If we look at another positive for this side, I think it has to be still uh, the large Barcelona presence, you know, um, a couple of defenders and uh, Fabregas plays with Busquets and Iniesta, you know, uh, Fabregas obviously recent links to Barcelona and even Pedro coming in. Uh, I think that's a, that's a positive for Spain heading into this tournament. And David Silva, very experienced. He, he could record his 100th cap during the finals. You'd think he'd get there. He's going to be another important part of this team. Mike, any other any other f positives for Spain that you can see there? I mean, it's not the easiest group in the competition, but it's not uh, it's not the hardest either with uh, the Czech Republic, Turkey, and Croatia. So you know the path ought to be ought to be smooth, I suppose. You know, I, I agree with you. The real positive is um, players who play together is always an advantage. You've got that strong contingent of uh, of Barcelona players. Will be interesting to see how Spain tackle their first major tournament without uh, Xavi, of course, because you know he'll he's traditionally the fulcrum of that that midfield alongside uh, Iniesta. And, I suppose the interesting thing from a Barcelona point of view is that, you know, for Barcelona, Rakitic has come in to fulfil that role that uh, Xavi used to occupy, whereas uh, for the national team, um, there's no obvious replacement for um, for Xavi. I think it could open the door to um, for Fabregas to um, stake a claim alongside Iniesta in the midfield. Yeah, well, if you talk about Xavi move over to the negatives now looking at Spain and he's he's one of them and just a group of players really that, that have obviously retired for Spain, Xavi, Fernando Torres not selected here, David Villa's gone and Xavi Alonso obviously another player that we've uh, we've seen prominent for, for Spain during the, the successful uh, run before the World Cup in Brazil. I think another problem for Spain here as we, we just touched on in the squad selection is the lack of striker options if Morata is not fully fit and Adderidz isn't, isn't firing, then they've got a mm. problem there. We could just see them revert to the false nine thing with Fabregas playing further up. The World Cup failure must uh, still be hanging around in the minds there of some of the Spanish players and, and this team, Mike. So it might well, treat I, negatives anyway. Yeah, I, I, th I think it could be. But, um, you, know, I, you know, they're professional guys, aren't they? And I'm sure they'll be trying to put that to the back of their mind as, as much as possible. I mean, many of the group qualifying games, uh, Del Bosque did employ the false nine role and uh, Fabregas up top, uh, and they were still banging in the goals. You know, I remember four, a 4-0 win over um, Ireland, I think it was, when, you know, with no recognised striker in the, in the lineup. I think it's a big enough and strong enough squad um, to be able to, you know, to plug those gaps. And after all, uh, I think many uh, many countries have this problem, don't they? When you've got a, a generation of players that have um, grown up together, um, you know, grown up over a, over a long time. In the case of some of these uh, these Spanish guys, um, and inevitably they all reach kind of retirement age together. You know, assuming this is Del Bosque's last uh, major tournament in charge, you know, he's laying the foundations for. Uh, 
for his successor to pick up on. They've certainly got a strong squad and should have a strong squad for some years to come. Let's talk about Spain's route to the final. And if you look at the uh, the schedule for the for the tournament, Mike, it's very is important for some of these big teams to win their group and ensure Absolutely. themselves uh, an easier run to the final. No exception, Spain. If they win Group D there, Mike, then they'll have a, a relatively easy game against a team that finished third. And then That's they'll right. play uh, the runner-up of Group A or C and then a likely meeting with either England or Portugal in the, in the semi-final and then obviously a meeting with one of the big guns, France or Germany, in the final. So relatively easy there, a straightforward passage to the semi-final at least for Spain if they win the group. Yeah. The problem is yeah. if they don't win the group, then they're on the other side of the draw. If they ended up finished second in their group, which I can't see happening, but you never know, if they ended up finished second in the group, they're probably looking um, at, a, at a, a game against Belgium or Italy. Mm. Um, and, and you know that's that's not going to be that's not going to be straightforward against either of those sides. So, I think I, I don't think there's any question that they that they they won't finish um, top of their group. But you know, I mean, and I'm sure Del Bosque will be saying to them, you know, that's that's absolutely got to be the objective is to win the group. You've got to play the best sides if you're going to win the tournament. Uh, ideally, you want to be playing the best sides as late as possible. Um, in the tournament, but I, you know, I, I think Spain, as I said earlier, are certainly one of the one of the top four sides in this in this competition. I expect them to reach the semi-final at the very least. Well, it's going to be a great tournament, Mike. First so game against the Czech Republic for Spain. We'll enjoy that one, and we'll talk sometime uh, during the, the group stage and see how they're going. Cheers. Take care.